Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with a Y. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and this is another solo episode where I'm going to be talking about sitting on the sidelines in judgment or are you an active participant? So stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a solo episode with Meredith with a Y. Today, I want to talk about the difference between being an active participant or sitting back on the sidelines with your judgment in hand and the difference. And if you are a creator, you are an artist or a musician or someone that's really just putting themselves out there as an entrepreneur or dating, I don't care what it is. If you are putting yourself forward in a position to be trying something new or different or just keep going, whatever it is, I don't really care what it is. Everyone's a judge. Everyone's a critic. You know, I don't care what it is. I remember, and I've said it here before when I was dating, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I dated every lunatic in Ohio. And if you were one of them, I'm sorry, but it's true. And I remember my mom, she used to be like so irritated with me that, you know, I was dating all these people that were, you know, maybe not in line with who I was or who she thought that I was. And, you know, that's what moms do. And I get that. But the thing of it is, is anytime you're doing anything, it is leading you to where you're going. And I kind of talked about this last week, that every single part of what you're doing is being used. Every single thing that you get yourself into that you may feel like a failure or it's just not working out the way you wanted it to, you're still learning something. You are still bringing something of value to where you are headed. But in the midst of that, in the midst of trial and error and trying something new, everyone's a critic. Everyone's a critic, be that your friends, your coworkers, your family members, especially if they're of a different generation, everyone always has something to say. And it's really difficult to stay on track and feel like you're doing the right thing, especially in this era where people are coming up in really, really weird jobs, where people are making money in very unconventional ways. And the older generation is so used to, you know, you go to work, it's a brick and mortar, you go to an office space, you have a boss, you have a manager, you collect a paycheck every Friday or every other Friday, you work in a cubicle or whatever it is. And in my generation, you were kind of, you know, really pushing the limits if you were an artist. I mean, think how many people their parents probably told them, like, you're never going to make money of being an artist or an athlete or a musician or an actor or an actress. And, you know, you got to get a fallback job. You got to do something, a plan B, right? And think about if you are a kid, you're growing up in you know, a town where everybody does kind of either go work for their dad or they get a regular job or they work for a company of some sort and they make their thirty-eight fifty an hour and or they become a doctor even or a lawyer. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, but 
going through life, there's very cut and dry ways of looking at making money. And again, in my generation, people that went outside of that being an entrepreneur, I mean, I remember we had, and it's still there, a joint vocational school. And at the joint vocational school, kids, their junior or and senior year, instead of going to the normal high school, they would go to a community vocational school where in their junior and senior year, they would either learn the craft of cooking or being a beautician or electrician or plumber or woodworker. And at the end of that two years, they would actually graduate high school with a career, wherein all of us, quote, college-bound kids had absolutely nothing at the end of their high school because they still needed to go to another four, eight, 16, seven years of college to actually have anything to be able to consider job-worthy education abilities, where these kids that were going to JVS, they were a beautician. And P.S., they just saved about $15,000 on beauty school because it was offered through the public education system. And I remember being a, quote, college-bound student at my high school, and I watched those joint vocational kids with such disgusting judgment oh, they're just going to go do a trade. They're going to be a trade worker. I'm going to college. I'm so much, you know, more astute than they are. Now those kids are probably (laughs) millionaires, you know, owning their own business and, you know, working for themselves and have had a career for decades. And I wanted to go the safe route and go to a four-year college and just be so much better than everybody else. And this generation is no different. It's just a different animal. I mean, and honestly, these kids that are going to trade schools right now, they're leaps and bounds ahead of so many other kids because they do have a very viable career at a very young age in the trades, which is a very, very needed situation if you look around and try to get any work done in your house at all. You know, minimum for a plumber, somebody to show up is $150, $200 just for them to walk through your front door. I mean, who's the idiot now? Who's the idiot now? But we as college bound people thought that, you know, that's so beneath going away to college. And these new kids coming up that are, you know, YouTubers. And it's funny because if you think about it, to this point, the real putting yourself out there person is the guy who wants to be an NBA star, an NFL star, an MLB star, playing professional baseball or whatever. And it's like, well, you got to have a plan B. And now, you know, people are looking at YouTubers that are making $20 million a year and their parents are freaking out saying, well, you got to have plan B. We don't know what this looks like. So you have to have a real job back up in case that this doesn't work out, which, you know, granted, it might not. I mean, It is few and far between where people make it, but there's few and far between doctors that finish medical school or fewer, fewer, you know, people in between that, that, you know, graduate and pass the bar. But in our minds, it's so much more of a normal, you know, linear 
progression of education. Then you graduate, then you take your test, then you become somebody. And being on social media, being on TikTok, being on Instagram, where I am a content creator and I see other content creators pushing to really make something where they're getting either paid brand deals or they're using it as a marketing situation for what they're doing, say they're a coach and they're marketing by way of TikTok or social media to drive traffic. And see, that's the thing. Social media is taking out the middleman of needing a marketer, needing a marketing company because you are your own marketer for your own brand. Every TikTok that I put out, every post that I put out is a situation is a video is a post to drive traffic to my website so that someone makes an appointment with me because they see who I am. They see what I'm about, that I'm approachable or not, whatever it is. They're getting to know me as a person by way of putting these videos out. My my point of this podcast is that everyone's a critic oh, you're taking selfies, you're making videos, that's so silly. Well, I just had a brand deal and made a 60-second commercial and made a couple thousand dollars, so how silly is it? How silly is it? And I don't have to pay a marketing company to drive traffic to people to make appointments with me because people are getting to know me by way of the videos that I put out. It's taking out the middleman. But some people will say, well, God, you're 50 years old and you're taking selfies for for Instagram and you're making these vid- videos and everyone's a critic. It's silly. TikTok is for kids and dancing. It's not. We're seeing the, you know, the Kardashians and all these different movie stars and actors and actresses and, you know, brands, these people that are their own personal brands that are big, big brands, they're they're joining TikTok because now all of a sudden you've got to be on TikTok if you're putting yourself out there in any way so that people can get to know you. And what I find fascinating is that these people that were on Instagram, the Jenners, the Kardashians, you know, JLo, et cetera, they were very, very comfortable on Instagram making a quick video. It's very edited. You have your, you know, face tune, the pictures are perfect. And TikTok is not like that. You have to be the real deal because everyone can see right through it and no one really gives a shit if you're a star or not. And that's why people who are normal people with a story and something to teach are making it big on TikTok, but they're still getting crushed by people around them. I remember a friend was telling me about another gal that we know who was making it and is making it really big with brand deals on Instagram. And I just I just would listen to them speak about this person with kind of snide, right? Judgy, how silly it is. I mean, this other woman, she's making over six figures, double six figures a year by being an Instagrammer. The world is changing. The way we do business is changing. The way that people want to be a part of your brand is changing. The way that we date is changing. People are swiping left and swiping right and go on five-minute dates and all these different ways to meet people because the world is changing. And honestly, 
I look at people who do sit on the sidelines and judge and have this opinion of people that are really trying to put themselves out there and make it. I I feel like it's kind of sad because they're not doing it and they always have the biggest opinions. The people that never do it always have something to say. I look at other creators and I'm like, oh, that's really good. Wow, they really put themselves out there. They really have got a story. They're they're bringing all of themselves to this way into whatever way it is on social media that they're reaching people and they're being vulnerable and they're bringing their brand and who they are as a person to the forefront. And it's not easy coming up with content. It's not easy sitting here every week trying to think of something to talk about that's going to entertain people. Unscripted. It's easy. All the people, just so you know, all the people that are interviewing, doing interviews every week on podcasts, that is the easiest podcast to do ever. I could sit here for the next year and do interviews with people because all you have to do is sit there, pay attention to what they're saying, regurgitate it back, make sure that you're following their story and move on. But my my audience has made it very clear that they would rather listen to solo episodes. If that changes, you know, email me and let me know. But that's easy. That's easy to sit here and tell someone else's story. I get emails daily from people wanting to be on my podcast, authors, you name it, people all over the world wanting to be on this podcast. But I'm not so sure that everyone wants to listen to other people talk all the time unless I find something about them fascinating, something that I feel that my audience wants. So to constantly create content is far from easy. And so what does this mean for you as a listener? What's my point? My point is, if you're putting yourself out there daily, weekly, monthly, dating, jobs, trying, making videos, whatever it is, singing, dancing, playing the guitar, being an artist. Good job. Good job. Keep swiping right. Keep going on those dates. Keep trying. This is your life. There's so many people right now that are sitting in a nursing home, that are sitting at 60, that are sitting at 70 years old, that never, ever did it their way. They did it their parents' way, society's way, their friends' way. They never did it their way. They married the safe person. They they went along with the family business. They wore society's clothes and hair and makeup. And now they're sitting there at 70 wondering, what the hell? I just lost seven decades to giving a shit what someone else thought. Seven decades or a marriage or whatever it is, and a whole career doing something that they really weren't inspired by. I ask my husband all the time, you still like your job? Yep, like your job. Yep, love my job. Okay, you sure? Yep, love my job. Because I never want him to waste one second, one day doing something he's not passionate about, ever. I don't want him wasting one minute doing something that he's not passionate about. Because I never want him to look at me when he's 60 or 70 and say, well, I worked all those years to support 
our family, but I really wasn't inspired. I didn't really love it. And although I believe in reincarnation, I do believe that we have to make, quote, this one count. This life should count. This life should count for something. I have people that listen to this podcast literally all over the world. Just recently, I was way up there in Russia and Israel, high up in the ranks for podcasts in these other countries, Algeria. You know, you guys are listening to me over there and all these other countries, which I find so cool. And like, what what exactly are you listening to? But <laughs> I appreciate it. And I think about all these women in these Middle Eastern countries who do watch me on TikTok talk about not listening to your parents. And I've talked about that here before. And they they message me and they're like, I can't not listen to my parents. You don't understand. I'm literally going to be allowed to live with my parents till I'm 20 something years old and get a husband that will most likely be arranged. And then I'm under my husband's watchful eye for the rest of my life. And I have to do what he says. You don't know. You don't get it. But yet we have people right here in the Western world with Western sensibilities and Western society who are doing the exact same thing for different reasons. And it's usually because they're worried about what people will say about them. I talked to someone recently and they said that they had wasted their whole summer the whole entire summer, not doing what they wanted to do because there was a group of people that they were worried about judging them. And this woman is older than me. And so I said, you're going to go do this weekend something that you want. Go to the beach, go shopping, go do something, quit living your life in fear of a story that you're telling yourself that someone else is thinking about you. And I know this is hard. I know what I'm saying to you is difficult, but I will tell you, When I look back at my life, I don't have regrets, but I sure the hell have things that I wished I would have done differently because I was so afraid and I was so naive and so not exposed to travel or other job opportunities, other anything you know, I've, I've talked about that here before. You know, my mom worked for a college and is English teacher. My dad's a lawyer. My stepdad worked in the car business. My whole family worked in the car business. So when I graduated from high school, I went and sold cars because I didn't know there was such a job as a person that was a marketer. What? What's a marketer? I, I didn't know there were people called, you know, PR people. I didn't know these things. I didn't know that these opportunities existed. I didn't know that people traveled to Honduras and that it was beautiful and that you could, you know, sell flip flops and make a living and live in a studio somewhere. I didn't know that people did these sorts of things. I was just very unaware that these types of lives existed, which is sad. So I just stayed local, did local things with local people, and lived a very local, homegrown, homeward-bound kind of existence in my 20s. Got married at 23, had my first baby at 24, second baby at 26, lived in the same town, which is fine, but I didn't know any better. 
these kids these days, you guys have all these social media opportunities to learn about different lives and different experiences. I mean, all these people that I'm friends with from the last series from Costa Rica, I mean, half of them are just like nomads making double six figures a year being coaches and traveling the world in their 20s. I'm just, I'm enamored by it. Be enamored by people that are doing something different, not judgy. If it doesn't make sense to you, it doesn't mean it's wrong. I would have never found my husband if I didn't keep putting myself out there. If I didn't keep dating the wrong guy, I truly don't know if I would have figured out when I found the right one. But everyone's a critic. Everyone's got something to say. I'm proud of all the mistakes that I made. I'm proud of where I've gotten myself to. And now that I'm going to be 50... And I'm finally having the the guts and the the fortitude and the wherewithal and the means to travel. Now I'm doing it. Now that I get it. And you kids, if you're listening to this, you get it because you see people out there doing it. And instead of your parents saying, have a backup plan B if you want to be an NBA player, now it's you got to have a backup plan B if you want to be a YouTuber. How much does that cripple a kid? When their parents say, well, you got to have plan B, you got to have a backup. To what? A backup to what? To a career that they might enjoy versus every Monday morning waking up and hating going to work? Is that really what you want for your kids? A good, stable, awful job? I remember I dated this guy when I was like, ugh, 19. And... I was, of course, college bound. Let's remember, I was college bound. And he always talked about the fact that he wanted to work outside. He wanted to work with his hands. Like that was a real passion of his to work outside and to work with his hands. And I just thought that was so low class, so beneath me. I mean, I was just head over heels for him, but, you know, I was going to fix it. You know, like, no, you should go to college. You should go to college. He's like, but I don't want to work inside. I know, but you should go to college, but I don't want to work at a desk. I would die if I had to work at a desk. It didn't make any sense to me. I didn't see any other way because I had been told for 17 years of my life, you go to college and you get a career and you do a job and blah, but he's happy. The hell was I thinking? Everyone's a critic. Everyone's got something to say. When I talk to people who come to me for coaching and maybe they're at a crossroads or they're, you know, switching careers or whatever. They're 20 something, you know, I get a lot of 20 somethings who are going to graduate college or just graduated college and they have their first job, but maybe it's not in the city that they want to live in, or maybe it's not exactly what they want to do. And we talk about what does it look like when you wake up in the morning and get out of bed and you're going to work? What kind of clothes do you put on? When you look out your bedroom window, what does the outside of your house look like? Are there mountains? Is there water? Is it a desert? Is it a city? What does it look like out there? Do you have to be to work at nine o'clock? What does it look like? Lean into, in your mind's eye, the best job you've ever had. Do you have a boss? Do you work from home? Do you work at an office three days a week? Is it a very open working environment or 
Are you in charge of paperwork and you report to someone and you just love accomplishing tasks and going home at five o'clock and being done for the day? What does it look like when I'm talking to someone and they're either getting a divorce or, you know, they're in a relationship? What does it look like? What does a good relationship look like? What does it feel like? What does your partner say to you? How do they treat you? And I'm not talking movie stuff. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. So many of us have grown up in toxic families with toxic parents in toxic relationships. We really don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. If your parents were fighting and arguing or your dad was over demonstrative over your your mother and the kids and so on, so you might have absolutely no clue what a healthy relationship could even possibly look like. When I got married the first time, I literally just thought that you basically didn't like your spouse. You fought, you argued, you were never at peace. Everything was kind of turmoil, and that's normal. And so when I married my second husband, for the first three years of our marriage, he would say stuff like, are you looking for a fight here? Because I'm not really sure what you're doing. I'm not I'm not sure what, are you trying to fight with me? Because I'm not against you. I'm like on your team. I was so defensive and had such a poor idea of what a marriage was supposed to look like. I didn't know that you could live in harmony with a spouse. What? What are you talking about? You mean this person's on your team? You look out for them and they look out for you? What? What is this magic voodoo that you speak of? If you don't know what something looks like, how are you going to get there? Play with it. What's it look like? You're getting ready to walk out for work in the morning. What do you look down? What are you wearing? Are you wearing scrubs? Are you wearing jeans? Are you working from home in your pajamas all day? It's funny, after COVID, I think that so many people wanted to work from home, but now I'm hearing more and more people say that they don't want to work from home. They need the camaraderie of going to work and talking to people every single day. But this is a new game. Your friends and your family and your parents, they don't know what this is. They haven't seen this before. We're all new to this new life. We're new to dating apps and and working from home and entrepreneurship and social media being able to make a living off of it. This is all new shit. And your friends who have normal jobs might not get it. They might be giving you side eye or even rolling their eyes. That's okay. That's okay. This isn't for them. This is for you. Maybe your friends are like, oh my God. You're on a date every other week. Oh, my God. All you do is date and date and date. You're always out on date. Yeah. How do you expect me to find the right person? I don't even know what I'm looking for. I don't know what a good relationship looks like. And how the hell am I supposed to find it the first couple dates? I might need to date a few people. There's four, what, billion people on this planet. That's a lot of humans to get through. Everyone's a critic. Can't listen to it. Got to keep your blinders on like a horse. Keep those blinders on. If you're sitting there listening to me right now and you are trying to start something new, try something new, go back to school or or change jobs or, you know, end a marriage or a relationship or start a new one and you've got all these people, I don't tell anybody the shit that I do. 
I really don't confer with anyone. You know why? Because I don't want to hear their mouths about it. I know what I want to do. My husband doesn't know half the shit that I got going on. You know why? Because he doesn't get it. And that's okay. I don't need him to get it. My family doesn't know half the shit that I do. I mean, anybody. Nobody knows what I'm doing half the time. You guys might, but no one else does. You know why? I don't want their opinions. You know why I don't want their opinions? Because they have no freaking idea how I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and what my big picture is. I'm playing the long game. I'm not playing the short game. I'm not playing it for a weekly paycheck. I'm playing the long game here. And the long game looks way different than someone that's really focused on their weekly paycheck. Now, don't get me wrong. I have my nose down and I'm doing that too. But I also have other things happening in the works. This podcast is now one of the top 1.5%. most listened to podcasts in the entire world. In the whole world. And I only started it less than two years ago, about a year and a half ago. You know how I did it? By putting my blinders on. By not listening to anybody. Looking at the people that I admire and what they're doing and how they got there. And how they record every week and put out content and keep pushing. That's how you get here. And I'm going to keep pushing and keep pushing and not talk to anybody not needing anyone's opinions, not looking for advice necessarily. If I do need advice, I'll go listen to a podcast or go watch someone that's doing it better than me. That's who I'm going to go watch and pay attention to and listen to. People that are doing it better than me, not listening to people who aren't doing it. I'm not going to someone who's single for marriage advice. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to someone who has a nine to five for entrepreneurship advice. Mm -mm. Not doing that. I'm not going to my friend who don't give a shit about social media for social media advice because they have no freaking clue what I'm doing over here. They don't get it. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Doing something different can be very lonely. It could be very isolating. And sometimes it can be sad and difficult, but it's worth it. The other day we were driving in the car. I have no idea where this came from. And Emerson, my 13-year-old, she said, Mom, what kind of jobs can you get without going to college? And I'm just like, well, lots of jobs. Why? Are you planning on not going to college? And she's like, no, but like a firefighter? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they have to go to some sort of schooling, I'm sure, and get training. But I don't think that you have to go to college to be a firefighter. And she's like, well, can I make a good living at it? I'm like, well, the idea of a good living is very personal. Everyone has a different idea of a good living and especially where you want to live and what lifestyle you want to live, et cetera. And I said, but yes, you can absolutely work as a firefighter and have a good life. And she said, 
well, there's a lot of people that did not graduate from college that are successful. And I'm like, you know, here we go. It's always the token person that did X, Y, Z. And you know, they, they're going to bring up that one. Right. And she's like, well, Steve Jobs, he dropped out of college and look at him. I'm like, yeah, of course. And I go, it just depends on what it is that you want to do in the direction that you want to take. You know, so you just have to like, if you want to be a, a doctor, clearly you cannot drop out of college and be a doctor. You have to figure out what you want to be and then see what it takes to do that and research that and figure it out. But times are changing. It's not the way that it used to be. And as parents, if you're listening to this, we need to wake up to that. And if you're trying something new that is outside the parameters, go back and listen to the episode with Letha, Coach Letha J and I, where she was talking about she was like, months from graduating from medical school and dropped out and became a life coach. And I mean, she makes a very, very good living at what she does. And both of her sisters are physicians. She talks about all of that, but she just couldn't. She's like, this isn't for me. And I watched my daughter, Skylar. She was, you know, en route. She was an undergrad with medical school um, track. And she almost like lost her mind because she just didn't want to do it and wanted to go into business instead. And it took her a long time to break free from the parameters that she had placed on herself that she was going to medical school, end of story, period. And it was the best decision that she ever made was to just listen to herself and not worry about what friends, family, or anyone else thought. She had to follow her own path, which I find hysterical because when she took like accounting classes, she would get like A's on all of it, but she doesn't want to be an accountant. But when you hear that, you're like, oh my gosh, how are you getting A's on all this stuff? Like easy peasy. But you can't, you know, as a parent, I just got to bite my tongue. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to work with numbers. It doesn't matter if she's good at it. Got to let her do what she wants to do her life. I'll be dead. And I'm, she's gonna be sitting there looking at me like, oh shit, I'm an accountant because my mom wanted me to be. I'm a doctor and I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to medical school. The amount of pressure that we put on our kids to do what we want them to do is just unbelievable. The amount of pressure that kids put on themselves doing what they think their parents want them to do is unbelievable. We're literally a society who has no idea what we actually want anymore. We're so worried and looking over our shoulder to what anyone's going to think that we're paralyzing ourselves. We're marrying the, quote, right person instead of the person that's for us because our parents want us to. Or society, it it makes sense looking from the outside in. Doesn't mean that we like them. Or maybe we just don't even know what else to do because we have to go from our parents to marriage and those are our only options. But if you're sitting there and you're doing this, if you're putting yourself out there, if you're trying, if you're out there and you're thinking about making videos or being a creator on social media or YouTube or being an entrepreneur, if you're out there trying, good for you. Keep going. Go back and look at my original TikToks. They are painful, (laughs) literally painful. I look sick. First of all, I have no eyebrows. P.S. Zero eyebrows. I look sick, but I was doing it. I was putting myself out there. I was trying. I was working the work. I was doing the do. Keep going. This is your life. And if you're on the sidelines 
and you're judging everyone around you who is putting themselves out there, shame on you. You're just jealous. You're just jealous because you're too afraid. Who cares if they look stupid? Who cares if they keep going on bad dates? Mind your business. But if you're the one that's putting yourself out there, good for you. I started this podcast with probably three people listening. And now I've got thousands, tens of thousands of people that have downloaded my podcast. I'm proud of that. That's good shit. It's mine. It's my legacy. My kids, my family, what I'm putting myself out there. This is your legacy. You don't get to you don't get to do over. You don't. You can keep trying. Don't live your life for anybody. You've got this. Keep pushing. Keep trying. There's no such thing as failure. There's just redirection. Don't listen to a, anyone. Follow the people that are doing what you want to do and keep watching them. Don't listen to the people on the sidelines who haven't done it before. You've got this. If you know anybody that wants to listen to or needs to hear this, please send them this. If you have a friend or you can share this on social media with somebody, I'd really appreciate it. If you haven't signed up for the Glow Hyphen Retreat yet uh, and you want to come hang out with me October 13th through the 16th in Honesdale, Pennsylvania, I am hosting a retreat with Coach Letha J and Valerie Inez, both of which I recently have interviewed on the podcast just a couple weeks ago. So um, go listen to those episodes and see if you'd like to come learn about manifestation and self-limiting beliefs. They're going to be talking about that. We're going to be doing yoga every day, all your foods included, um, your hotel stays included, all the activities, ecstatic dance. Bianca and I talked about ecstatic dance on the episode with her. Walter is doing a breathwork session. Um, I interviewed him a couple weeks ago. He's amazing. So we've got a whole slew of workshops and Q&A sessions and events that you can or don't have to attend, but everything's included. You literally get there. You don't spend a dime. You get to immerse yourself in this delicious, beautiful, self-indulgent weekend. I'm going to be there to hang out with. Uh, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be life-changing. If you've never been to a retreat before, I will tell you this right now. If you are looking to change something in your life, you absolutely want to sign up for a retreat. There is nothing that is more transformative that you can do than go on a retreat. I'm telling you this right now because you're with like-minded people thinking only of yourself for once in a blue moon and you've got people around you pushing and supporting you to really think outside of the box in a different location and setting than you're used to being in and it is just transformative. So in the show notes, you'll see glow hyphen retreat that they're going to put down there for you to be able to click on. So go check that out. We have a whole website. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Meredith hyphen Willits, or on email, Meredith Willits at gmail.com. Feel free to ask me questions. I can get on a phone call with you and talk about the retreat. It's coming up soon. Today, if you're listening to this, it's September uh, 19th. 
So like you only have about a week left to sign up, but I would love to hang out with you in Pennsylvania in a couple of weeks. So sign up today. It's only um, $1,300 for the in-rooms and $1,400 for the hotel rooms. It's a shared room. You got a bathroom between the two of you. It's low key. You're wearing yoga pants every day. We're not doing hair and makeup. We're just, it's low key. So it's going to be great. Uh, but hit me up if you have any questions about it, or you can talk to Letha or Valerie if you want to meet them. I can hook up a call with you to meet them if you're curious who they are, since you already know me from here. But I really would love to see you in a couple of weeks in Pennsylvania. I'm flying into Scranton uh, myself, and my daughter Skylar will also be there. She's going to be helping out at the retreat center, but I hope everyone can make it. And if not, I will see you guys here next week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.